Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Chris Sims, our good buddy from NBC Sports, the NFL analyst. You can find him on Twitter at CSimsQB, CSimsQB. Joining us now on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Chris, how you been? I'm doing good, buddy. How you been? I am well. I'm glad you're healthy, glad to, to hear you and see you and such. And you and I have not had a chance to talk since the uh, the NFL draft got underway and uh, culminated. But uh, give me your thoughts on what the Packers did. Let's start there first. Well, I mean, listen, I'm a, I'm the resident leader, band leader, or, you know, bandwagon leader of Aaron Rodgers. So, you know, maybe I'm a little biased to, to answer this question, but I, you know, I pride myself on not being biased when it comes to my job and doing these type of things. Um, I would like to preface it first with I'm a big fan of Brian Gutenkoos and the things he's done there as a GM. But, yeah, to me, this, this draft was um, a head-scratcher, to say the least. It really was. You know, I, I'm not a fan of picking Jordan Love uh, in the first round, let alone trading up picks for him. I thought Jordan Love, hey, listen, he's a, he's a little bit of a project. He certainly needs to sit there for a year, a year, maybe two, before he would even be NFL game ready. He's got big talent. There's no doubt about that. But my biggest gripe is, I mean, we're in the age of quarterbacks don't get hit. Quarterbacks can play until your early, mid-40s, as we're seeing. Aaron Rodgers, while we might not think he's the best quarterback in football anymore, I think Patrick Mahomes officially has that title. And this is, to me, the first year in a long time Aaron Rodgers hasn't had it. I mean, there's no question in anybody's mind that Aaron Rodgers is still one of the five best quarterbacks in football. And I don't see, like, retirement or bad play anywhere on the horizon for me to think, oh, Green Bay should move on from him in the next two to three years. You know, I just look at it, and as a guy who kind of roots for Green Bay and has such respect for a great organization, I just kind of look at it as a waste of a pick. And the whole draft to me was a little bit of a head-scratcher, but of course that in particular, and I just think there's a good chance Aaron Rodgers could still be there five years from now, and Jordan Love and the Green Bay sitting there going, man, we never let this guy play. We wasted a first-round pick on him. We drafted him, and now we're going to have to trade him away to some team or whatever it may be. You know, this is different than Jimmy Garoppolo and Tom Brady. You know, Tom Brady had fallen off. The New England Patriots were scared that it was coming to the end, kind of reinvented himself and upped his game once again. But, I mean, the 2013 season, Brady didn't play well. He was borderline a top-ten quarterback in football. And so they drafted Jimmy Garoppolo in the second round the next year because they were going, uh-oh, this doesn't look good. We've had about two years in a row here of Brady kind of being, ah, eh, okay. And then, of course, in 2014, Brady really came back alive and was awesome again, tweaked some things with his throwing motion and all that. So 
Um, I, I, I'm sorry to ramble here, but as you can no, tell, okay. I'm pretty passionate about it. Yeah, I, I, um, uh, I got the sense that when they had said that they believe their wide receivers are better than what was in the draft, I had to scratch my head for a minute. I understand wide receivers do not come in and usually become major impact players right away, but you let go of Geronimo Allison. Marquez Valdez-Scantling didn't have a great year. Equinemia St. Brown's coming off of a season lost because of injury. I, I I get that you want to believe in your guys, but uh, you know, in a in a draft in which you were so heavy supposedly in wide receivers, to not get Aaron Rodgers that additional weapon on the wideouts to say that yeah. well we picked up an extra running back and then the H back and Degara, it sounded to me like you didn't really push your chips to the middle of the table for a team that was only one game away from going to a Super Bowl. That that's the way to say it right there. You know, there's the old say that you're exactly right. That's how I look at it. You know, capitalize now. You're in the window. You're in the Aaron Rodgers, one of the greatest quarterbacks ever. The team has enough there to be, you know, competitive here for a few years. Let's capitalize on some of the strengths of what Aaron Rodgers can do to where in case, hey, the defense gets steamrolled again by a team like the 49ers, Aaron Rodgers has the weaponry around him to go, okay, Damn, defense is off their game today. I guess we're going to have to get in the shootout. I guess I'm going to have to start letting it fly. It's hard to do that when you don't really have guys other than Devontae Adam that can win one-on-one matchups or be, you know, just a consistent proven commodity. So I totally agree with you there on that sentiment. And I think the other thing, too, you know, when I just look at it, listen, I know they signed Devin Funches. That's great. Certainly, I really do like him. Hopefully, he can stay healthy. I think he will find a role on the team. But you're right. There's just... There's no proven commodity. I got, you know, hopes for, you know, uh, St. Brown and Valdez Scantling. And, you know, I like Alan Lazard. But, you know, again, even to your point with, like, I think the thing with the receivers coming in and contributing is, is they're more ready now than ever. I mean, we saw the 49ers. The best receiver on their team was Debo Samuel, rookie. We saw the Tennessee Titans in the Final Four. Best receiver on their team, A.J. Brown, rookie. Um uh, uh, Baltimore, Baltimore Ravens, best team in the AFC, best receiver on their team, rookie in Marquise Hollywood Brown. So I think with all the throwing and the spread offenses in college football, receivers are ready now. And I, you know, I do think it's an underrated group in Green Bay, but really agree with a lot of what you said there. And I think they dropped the ball on getting another guy to go, whoa, wait, do we want to, you know, what are we going to do here? Are we going to dev- double Devontae Adams? Are we going to leave this other guy one-on-one on the other side? Oh, man, this run game is a complicated and, and, you know, uh, uh, hard to deal with. And I think they dropped the ball and the opportunity there to put some pressure on some defenses in a big way. Talking with Chris Sims of NBC Sports, the NFL analyst over there. You can find him on Twitter, at CSimsQB. You tell me what the difference is between year one and year two of uh, a quarterback absorbing an offense. And this would be the second year for Matt LaFleur, obviously. Yeah, well, I think, you know, Bill, the big thing is LaFleur will have a better feel for, you know, what he did right, what he did wrong, what do we do, what what did we miss, what do I need to infuse in the offense more. You know, I heard him say a few weeks ago, we need to find ways to find more explosive plays. I agree with that. You know, they're, they're, they do. They need to push the ball down the field a little bit more, be aggressive, make defenses have to really defend the whole field with more of their schemes rather than Rodgers just dancing around and, you know, making a play or some crazy throw. It's just too much pressure on him that way. But I think LaFour is very smart. Uh, and, you know, he'll make the proper adjustments to where he feels like the offense 
needs to be picked up or where he could be better at maybe playing to the strengths and limiting the weaknesses of the offense. So I expect them to be certainly a little more creative on that side of the ball. Hey, but Bill, the other thing I'll say is, you know, I, I love Mike Pettin, and that's the other thing where I would go back with the draft here. I just go, I, I don't really understand why, after all that, we didn't draft some defensive tackle. You know, that's the one thing I also argued with. I mean, the Green, the 49ers are still running. Nobody's tackled them yet. They're still going in that NFC Championship game. You know, I don't know how I, it's completely agree. you can live with yourself, right? And the offseason after getting just absolutely physically demolished like that and not think, huh, maybe we need more big people to dominate the line of scrimmage and not get steamrolled like that once again. Yeah, when you and I talked at Super Bowl down in Miami, we talked about Kenny Clark in the middle being the guy, but Lancaster and Lowry on that outside, Kingsley Kiki, Montrevious Adams, it's like you had a lot of guys, but you didn't have a lot of impact, double teamers, guys that were going to free up a middle linebacker. You know what I mean? Exactly. And that I, I don't understand. I mean, they went after Jonathan Garvin in the seventh round, but unless you believe Montrevious Adams or one of these guys is really going to st- step up or Oren Burks is going to have the speed to come back from injury and fill the bill, I you know, is Christian Kirksey that capable of being that inside linebacker that's going to fly everywhere and make a difference in this defense? Yeah, no, I, I don't think enough to where we're all going to sit there and just go, oh, my gosh, thank God we got Christian Kirksey. Green Bay's defensive problems are settled. We don't have to worry about anything else. Look, he's a good player. I really like him. I do think he'll be more effective in the run game than a guy like Blake Martinez, certainly. I do. Uh, but, yeah, you know, the, the guys you name there, hey, yeah, people in Green Bay know him. You know, the rest of the country, you name other guys other than Kenny Clark as far as those defensive tackles you just named, people will be like, who? What, who, what team does mm-hmm. he play for? Oh, I didn't even know that. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, that says a lot, you know. And, again, I think you look at some of the teams we put in the Super Bowl window or that, you know, Super Bowl caliber type team, they got more than one or two difference makers on their defensive line, especially interior-wise. Uh, to disrupt. It's a huge thing in the NFL right now. But as multiple as offenses are, you know, you can be in a two tight end set and go, oh my gosh, they're going to just bludgeon us with the run game and overpower us. And then the very next play, those two tight ends could be split out a wide receiver and you go, oh man, I wish we had another DB in there. So that's where these defensive tackles and these hybrid defensive linemen really come into play because you need the big people and you can mix, miss, you know, mix and match against certain personnel on the offensive side of the ball. I'm going to go back to the original statement. Being the uh, Aaron Rodgers fan uh, you are, you tell me what you expect out of Aaron this upcoming season. Well, I, I still think we're going to see really, you know, I'm, I'm doing my Chris Sims top 40 quarterback countdown right now on my podcast at Pro Football Talk with Florio. And listen, you know, I, I'm not going to tell you where Rodgers is ranked, but I can tell you he's still in the top five. That's for sure. He's He is there. And, you know, I think Rodgers is going to be – I think we might see a little bit of what like happened with Tom Brady, a little bit of motivation, chip on his shoulder, you know, a little hot poker on his butt to where he's a little pissed off at the organization and pissed off at the world. And he's going to remind everybody that, you know, he's still, he's still one of the best in the game. And like I've always said, Bill, I mean, to me, he went through a stretch here the last 10 years. I, I, it's the best quarterback I've ever seen. I know I'm in the minority there. I know everybody wants to just count Super Bowl rings and then just go by that, but I just think that's a bunch of crap. I really do. So um, I, I really think he'll have a big year. I just, like you have said, and my, my concern, it's just is there enough support there 
that they can win games if it's a shootout, 33-30, 30-27, whatever it may be. And I have that question. i got to see it to believe it uh, before that happens in Green Bay. Chris, it's always great to catch up with you. I'm sure we'll be talking as the season approaches, but uh, stay safe, take care, and thanks for joining us for a couple of minutes as always, my friend, okay? Oh, you're the man, Bill. Always good talking to you. Be good, buddy. Appreciate it, buddy. Talk to you later. There you go from NBC Sports, the NFL analyst Chris Sims joining us. He does work with Mike Florio, and uh, they go back and forth a lot on Aaron Rodgers. If you ever listened or had a chance to watch them, you can find him on Twitter at CSimsQB as well. Joining us on the Schneider Orange Hotline, Schneider hiring drivers right now. You work hard, and they treat you fair. That's the way they've been doing it for a long time. And if you're looking for a job, maybe you're out of work right now. A lot of unemployment. They're looking for good people. Call them, 844-PRIDE, or go to schneiderjobs.com. That is 844-PRIDE, or go to schneiderjobs.com. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion.